Welcome to the Glow Girl Podcast, your go-to source for learning how to work with your cycle and optimize your hormones, gut health, and metabolism to get the results that you want. I'm your host, Alyssa Curl, an online holistic nutritionist and personal trainer who's helped hundreds of women take charge of their internal and physical health so they can get to the root cause of their imbalances and achieve their fitness goals without the crazy protocols or the restrictive diets. Like many women, I've had my fair share of hormonal imbalances, gut issues, and I struggled with disordered eating for years, which is why I made it my mission to help women like you avoid the same mistakes I made, because you can live a healthy lifestyle and practice balance at the same time. And you're next. Grab a glass of wine or your favorite mocktail and get comfy, because it's time to glow, girl. What is up, girly pops? Happy Wednesday. I hope you are all having a great week so far. Welcome back to another episode of the Glow Girl Podcast. As always, before we hop into the episode, I wanted to share a couple of wins from this past week and then something that I am working on. And you know that I love doing this. I love doing this with you guys, with my clients, because it's just such a great way for us to celebrate all of the wonderful wins because, you know, it's very easy for us to get wrapped up into our day-to-day life. And, you know, sometimes when we're in the hustle and bustle of life, it's very easy for us to not recognize, you know, all of the hard work that we're putting in. And, you know, sometimes when you're not seeing the like progress right away, it's because we're not taking time to like really romanticize the process and celebrate the little wins because the little wins are exactly how we get to the bigger goals. Okay. And I also like to really reflect on the week and see where I can make improvements because again that's how we keep progressing to our goals if we're never getting better then how do we expect to make any progress right so I like just making sure that we are reflecting on the week we're practicing gratitude and we're also making changes where we need to okay so my win from this past week is that the weather has been absolutely freaking beautiful okay it's been like 80s or you know at least like high 70s low 80s even like mid 80s it's a little too hot for me but still nice I will take it over the colder weather that we have been having um so with the warmer weather I have been enjoying all of the sunshine and just getting outside for my daily walks doing my little hot girl walks while listening to podcasts I've been really liking the like strength and hormones podcast um I love the blonde files podcast so I'll usually like put on one of my favorite podcasts and just get outside me and some girl we go for a walk and I just get all of the sunshine and steps in as much as we can um and then the other win is I have a very special guest coming on uh next week's episode of the glow girl podcast and we're going to be talking all about non-toxic living so if you are interested in non-toxic living that is something that I definitely think you should um listen to that episode is going to be really really great for you she's going to share all things non-toxic living, you know, where to start, her favorite products, what to look out for. So stay tuned for that. And then something that I have been working on, um, 
I am really trying to limit the amount of processed foods that I eat. Ever since I started the flush, I just realized how many processed foods I was truly eating, um, just kind of out of convenience sake. You know, I mean, when you're in a cut, when you're a super busy person, like, it's very easy to go for like the easiest and quick option versus maybe the more nutrient dense option. It's not saying that, you know, quick and easy and convenient options aren't necessarily healthy. Um, but like for me, you know, I was choosing more of um, like, you know, frozen items, like uh, for instance, the bear chicken, like chicken nuggets. Those are great like for an every now and then type of situation, but I was eating those on like a daily basis, which was putting my sodium levels super high. Um, I wasn't getting, you know, a whole ton of nutrients in there that I could from maybe just cooking up like some regular chicken in the air fryer. Um, you know, I, I was just really doing a lot types of those meals and I wasn't getting as much fiber as I have been currently since, you know, being on the flush. Um, I went from barely being able to get 25 grams to now crushing 35 to 40 grams, which is where most of us should probably be at, especially if you are someone who is dealing with any type of hormonal imbalances. It is just really great for you to be getting adequate amounts of fiber because fiber is essential for us to get out any you know excess hormones and just toxins and things like that that we don't need from our body. Um, and for me, you know, someone who is really trying to focus on hormonal health, I should be getting more fiber than I was. So me just really implementing um, mostly whole foods into my diet has been such a game changer. I mean, you know, it's something that. I've always, you know, tried to do, but just lately, you know, with just being super busy, with building a business, um, with, you know, trying to wear all the hats and, and do all the things, I have just really been kind of, you know, leaning towards the convenient and quick side. Um, but in reality, there's a lot of ways that we can make more whole nutrient dense meals that are also super quick and easy. So I think I just need to get out of my bubble and really plan ahead and really focus on the like types of foods that I'm putting in my body while also incorporating that balance, right? This is not for me to say like, oh, I'm going to eat 100% clean now and that's it. No, I'm absolutely still going to enjoy my soul food and, you know, enjoy some processed foods as well. But I think, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, I can do a lot better. Um, so I really want to just continue eating this way and you know implementing more of that like 90 10 and then the more like 70 30 that I was doing <laughs> maybe even like 60 40 <laughs> um and you know just really trying to continue eating this way and find that balance that works for me and I'm also trying to pay more attention to the ingredients in my food, especially the ingredients in like the processed foods that I buy. And just really trying to choose more 1% better brands like Simple Mills. They have some really great, um, you know, like soul food options like cookies. Um, I'm always sending these to my clients. They have like basically their version of like the Oreo um, and like some chocolate chip cookies, which, you know, again, they're not like super, super healthy. Like I'm not saying that they're going to be the best version for you, but the ingredients, you know, ingredient wise, it's definitely, um, you know, better ingredients than like a regular Oreo is. So, you know, it's just like a, a better option for you. Um, if it's something that you have on a regular basis, also, um, who kitchen chocolate, their chocolates are freaking delicious. They're dairy free. Um, and the ingredients in there are super great. I've loved their chocolates forever now. <laughs> My go-to has always been the salty dark chocolate. Um, but now I have been obsessed with their, um, vanilla bean and cashew butter flavor. Oh, it is so freaking good. Um, also, you know, like Siggy's, they have some really great, um, like yogurt based 
products, um, like good culture, you know, they have a really good cottage cheese. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to incorporate better brands when I am choosing, um, you know, more processed foods just to really pay attention to the quality of the food that I'm getting on a daily basis. Um, so this is just a reminder that while macros are super important, right, we need to get enough protein in our diet, enough carbs, enough fat, micronutrients are just as important and the quality of your food is just as important too. So just some things for us to pay attention to. Okay, enough about me. I want to hear all of your wins and something that you're working on for this week. So send me a message over on Instagram and let me know what's one win that you have from this week and what's one thing that you want to work on for a 1% better. Let me know, send me a message and I will hype you up, girl. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. We're going to be talking all about how your gut and your hormones are connected. So did you know that the state of your gut whether it's healthy or unhealthy, has a definite impact on your hormone levels and your imbalances. Something that I wish was more talked about in the health and wellness space is how our gut health impacts our hormones. When I was going through my big hormone healing phase about three years ago, I also ended up healing my gut issues at the same time. Little did I know that, you know, me taking care of my hormones would take care of my gut as well. I was dealing with some pretty heavy and painful periods. Um, my stomach was always really distended and super uncomfortable to the point where I was always in pain and I could barely eat. Like every time I would eat, um, it was just like super, super painful. Or there was times when I just didn't even want to eat because my stomach was so inflamed and there was just so much pain going on that I was like, ah, I, like I don't even want food at this point. <laughs> um, and I had a lot of acne, um, just really very like cystic acne. Um, and it was all over my face. It was super painful. And my face was just really inflamed. My skin was just really inflamed. I had very oily skin. And my, you know, sleep was just all out of whack. I had really bad insomnia. There, there was a lot going on, okay? <laughs> and so a lot of the things that I was doing to heal my hormones actually just helped me, you know, heal my gut issues as well. So when I first started to um, try to fix my gut, it was because my constipation and bloating were, like, just so bad that at that at that point, I was like, all right, you know, we got to do something at this point, right? Like, I can't, I can't live like this anymore. Um, and then I found out that, you know, the overall health of my gut impact my hormones. And that, you know, when my gut issues started getting better, then my hormones started getting better and vice versa. So something for you to understand is that every single system in our body is actually connected to our gut. And optimizing our gut health is the key to having balanced hormones. So our gut is in charge of making and regulating a lot of the hormones that we have. It's how we absorb literally all of the nutrients that we need in order to function. And it's also in charge of regulating the amount of estrogen levels in our body. So one main area I was focusing on while healing my gut and hormone issues was really just revamping my nutrition and making sure I was eating enough whole foods, enough fiber and enough key nutrients to help support my gut and my hormones because that's exactly what you know those needed and just like I was talking about earlier like really just trying to pay attention to the quality of my food as well because really all of that goes hand in hand for you having both healthy gut and healthier hormones so let's talk about what the gut hormone 
connection is. So how are they even related? So recent studies, again, have made it very clear that the state of your gut, again, healthy or unhealthy, is really just a big impact on the overall state of your hormones. So the strength of your immune system is largely determined by the healthy state of your gut. The immune system doesn't just ward off colds and flus, it's also the gatekeeper for your overall health. So the state of your gut affects almost every physiological process in the human body. And an unhealthy gut causes hormonal disruptions and chronic inflammation, which can precede serious diseases like diabetes, depression, cardiovascular diseases, autoimmune disorders, cancer, and even Alzheimer's. And you might be wondering, why is a healthy gut important? Well, again, you know, optimizing our gut health is the key for so many different systems in our body, but especially for keeping our hormones in balance. So gut health is so important because the microbiome has so many functions, like it aids the synthesis and regulation of hormones and neurotransmitters, which our neurotransmitters are basically just chemical messengers in our brain that send signals out to different parts of the body. Body to make sure you know they're they're communicating and they're functioning properly. It also facilitates the absorption of macronutrients and micronutrients. So if you are someone who has gut issues, you're probably not going to be absorbing your nutrients properly or you know absorbing them at all because your gut is again in charge of absorbing those things. So when it's not functioning well, it's going to really struggle to get the key nutrients that we need in order to live a prosperous life. Um, it also has an essential role in the immune system. I mean, your gut is like basically um, you know public defender number one over there for your immune system. So if you're someone who commonly gets sick um, or you know you feel like you're getting sick for like a really long period of time, like you just can't shake a cold um, and you probably have you know not a so great gut, that's probably why, right? So if your gut health isn't intact, you probably notice that you get sick pretty frequently. Um, and it also contributes to the regulation of estrogen levels in the body, like I kind of mentioned earlier. So let's talk about you know why it does regulate so many um, hormones in our body, specifically our estrogen levels, because again, there is a very big connection between our gut health and the female hormones. Um, so one, um, you know, key collection of bacteria in our uh, gut is called eschebolum. So again, that's a collection of bacteria in our gut, which is capable of metabolizing and modulating the body's circulating estrogen. So it's the bacteria in the gut and the estrobolum that affects our estrogen levels, which in turn can impact your weight, your libido, and your mood. And our gut also affects our estrogen, right? Because at the start of our luteal phase, like we kind of talked about in last week's episode when we were talking, you know, all the different phases of our cycle, um, you know, the start of your luteal phase of your menstrual cycle estrogen levels really take a significant dip before rising again and staying super high. So the entire luteal phase lasts for up to like two weeks post ovulation, which indicates that estrogen is typically higher before menstruation begins. So high levels of estrogen typically equate to higher water retention. And that, you know, typically makes us have a greater chance of bloating. So, you know, that's typically why during your luteal phase, you feel a lot more 
bloated and puffy because <laughs> we're retaining a lot more water, right? Um, so fluctuating estrogen levels can also cause spasms in your digestive tract, which can potentially contribute to an increase in your bowel movement. So if you're always wondering why the heck you're getting your period poops, like how you're constipated right before your period, and then once your period hits you, it is like, move out the way, give me the toilet. Um, that's why. <laughs> And then progesterone also, you know, is affected by the gut as well because progesterone is linked to gut motility or, you know, basically the rate at which your food moves through the digestive tract, right? So high progesterone levels can slow down the transit time of your food, which can lead to um, you feeling a lot more bloated, a lot more constipated right before you get your period. So, you know, both estrogen and progesterone are causing, you know, you have a little bit more water retention, you're feeling a little bit more bloated, um, and, you know, also going to cause the period poops as well. <laughs> because once menstruation begins, progesterone levels begin to dip, which can lead to the opposite effect, right? So instead of you feeling super constipated, you're going to have increased bowel movements and some diarrhea. <laughs> so again, if you've ever noticed that you had the period poops and you're more frequent or fiery um, than your typical bowel movements like the rest of the month, then you're not imagining it. Okay, progesterone is the main culprit here. So that's just a little background for you to understand exactly how our female sex hormones are affected by the gut and like how they're both interconnected. But let's talk a little bit more about how gut issues um, can lead to some hormonal imbalances. So like we were talking about earlier, right? Your gut is basically where we absorb all of the nutrients that we need to produce hormones and really just all the nutrients that we need to like live our life <laughs> in order for us to be healthy, right? So if you're not breaking down and absorbing your nutrients properly, you won't have the building blocks that you need in order to make specific hormones like your thyroid hormone, um, estrogen, progesterone, and cortisol. So poor nutrient absorption and some deficiencies can be caused by gut infections like SIBO, um, candida, overgrowth, parasites, um, along with some deficiencies in the stomach like your stomach acid or your digestive enzymes that you need to be um, to kind of help you break down your food. And all of this can cause nutrient deficiencies. And if we have nutrient deficiencies, then that means that, again, we're going to have some hormonal imbalances because we need key key um, nutrients in order to make specific hormones, right? Um, so a little bit more about, you know, some of these um, specific gut issues that can lead to some hormonal imbalances. So so for gut dysbiosis, for example, the trillions of microbes in your gut, which is also known as your microbiome, um, play a role in activating and eliminating certain hormones. So when there's imbalance of these specific microbes due to either stress or toxins or antibiotics, um, gut infections, poor health, whatever, it can have a huge impact on your hormone levels and just the overall function of your hormones and your metabolism and everything like that. So for estrogen in particular, there's a group of microbes called Eschebolum again, which helps us to regulate the levels of circulating estrogen. So normally after estrogens are deactivated by your liver, they head to your intestines where most of them exit through your body via stool. <laughs> But in the case of some gut dysbiosis and having 
um, estrable and imbalance, this can, instead of, you know, exiting from your body, will most likely have those estrogens being reactivated and recirculated throughout your body. So this can lead to estrogen dominance, um, causing symptoms like heavy periods, fibroids, cysts, um, and can increase your risk for cervical breast cancer and ovarian cancer as well. So gut dysbiosis can affect your thyroid function because about 20% of your thyroid function, or sorry, your thyroid hormones are converted into the active state in your gut. So if we're having gut dysbiosis, then, you know, you're going to probably be estrogen dominant, or we're going to have probably some pretty heavy and painful periods. Like again, we talked about in last week's episode, we know that high estrogen is the main reason why we have a lot of PMS. And so the gut, again, is in charge of getting rid of all of that excess estrogen. So if we're having it recirculate back in the body, then, you know, we're going to keep having this cycle. And if it keeps recirculating, then we can, you know, kind of be at risk for some pretty um, major issues later down the road. And then if you're someone who's dealing with leaky gut, um, when your gut lining becomes too permeable, which is what happens with leaky gut, um, it can lead to chronic inflammation, which can disrupt virtually everything in your body, including hormone levels. So it also opens the door for autoimmune thyroid conditions to develop, um, basically where your thyroid either overproduces or underproduces its hormones. So um, you know if you're someone who is hypothyroid, then you have like an underactive thyroid. And if you're someone who is hyperthyroid, then you have an overactive thyroid, right? And both of those have, you know, <laughs> different side of the spectrum, but both have some very huge impacts on the overall um, health of you and your hormones and how you operate and function. Um, and if you're either hyperthyroid or hypothyroid, um, either way, we want to make sure that we are addressing that. And typically, with my clients who are on either side of the spectrum, we first address their issues by addressing the gut first. Because again, the gut is where we make a lot of our thyroid hormones and like where they're converted into the active state. So if you are having some gut dysbiosis or you have a very permeable gut, which essentially means that when your gut is permeable, that means that food can get in and out of your intestines, which is not supposed to happen, which can cause, you know, a huge list of issues. Um, and that, again, that also can cause us to not absorb our nutrients properly um, and, you know, not excrete our waste properly. And that can also cause like your stools to kind of get into like your bloodstream and your system. And it's, it's not a good time. <laughs> so, um, you know, some common causes of leaky gut include just having a very inflammatory diet, being high stress, um, specific medications can cause um, leaky gut, especially if you're someone who takes antibiotics pretty frequently. Um, antibiotics can throw off the balance of your good bacteria and your bad bacteria in your gut. So if you don't have the proper balance of both of those, then it's going to really affect the permeability of your gut and just basically the functioning of like your intestinal lining and it's it's not going to be a good time okay <laughs> um also you know some common causes of leaky gut are also like extra toxins. So if you're living a more toxic lifestyle, um, if you're not detoxifying properly, again, you know, via the liver, um, which will be in a separate episode very soon, we'll talk about detoxification, but you know, your liver is in charge of 
um, toxins and if you have toxic overload that's also going to cause some permeability issues and the integrity of your gut is not going to be super great um, which can cause leaky gut and then just you know having some gut infections so you know if we're always um, super sick if we're always having stomach issues then this can cause leaky gut as well so how can we improve the gut and hormones at the same time? So again, you know, like I was talking about earlier, when I was trying to improve my hormones, I also, you know, was working on improving my gut as well because both of these go hand in hand. And a lot of the things that we do to help hormones is the same kind of things that we do to help the gut and vice versa. So the first is eating a very nutrient-rich and anti-inflammatory diet. So this basically means that we want to consume mostly whole foods, mostly fresh and unprocessed foods. Um, you know, processed foods are broken down more easily into sugar, which can negatively impact your digestive system. So we want to make sure that we are getting as many whole foods as possible, not only um, because our body, you know, breaks them down into like having more sustainable energy, but we're also getting a lot more of those key nutrients that we need, right, that we need to absorb to make specific hormones. Um, also consuming probiotics regularly, and I don't mean from a supplement, although yes, you can take a supplement um, to get your probiotics in, but making sure that you're getting um, them through food is key as well. So probiotics contain living healthy bacteria and ingesting them through your food or drinking them immediately improves the balance of your friendly and like good bacteria in your gut. Um, so these are typically found in foods like yogurt, um, especially, you know, like the Greek yogurts or um, Icelandic yogurt, um, just, you know, those those really good quality yogurts is where we want to get those from. Um, also sauerkraut, kefir, uh, kimchi, kombucha, these all have, you know, pretty uh, high probiotics in them. And when I say kombucha, I want to make sure that you are getting a kombucha that is, again, very good quality. We don't want to get one that has a high amount of sugar in there because, again, you know, when we're feeding the gut extra sugar um, and a lot of added sugar, that can actually feed into the bad bacteria in your gut, which can cause issues like SIBO and leaky gut and all those types of things. So we want to definitely make sure that we're getting a kombucha that is like pretty low sugar or not a lot of sugar added. Um, you can also take, again, you know, a high quality probiotic supplement. Um, not only do probiotics increase healthy bacteria numbers, but they also help to prevent diseased bacteria from sticking to the intestinal wall. So making sure we're getting enough uh, probiotics is key. And we also want to make sure that we are feeding the good bacteria by eating foods containing prebiotics. So prebiotics are basically the food for probiotics. So just as the bad bacteria can thrive on sugar, prebiotics feed the good bacteria, which allows them to stay healthy and multiply. So think of like your fibrous vegetables and fruits. Those are basically the best sources for prebiotics. Um, so these are especially high in your foods like green bananas, pistachios, um, asparagus, garlic, onions, oats, quinoa, millet, chia seeds, you know, all, all of those good types of foods, apples. Um, I have a whole training on um, like digestion and, you know, what foods contain prebiotics, what foods contain probiotics, um, what foods contain soluble and insoluble fiber. So if you would like to see that, let me know and I can send that to you. Um, 
Also, you know, speaking of fiber, eating a high fiber diet is also super great for both of these things as well. So, you know, like I was talking about earlier, we want to make sure we're getting a good amount of uh, fiber in our diet, especially if you're someone who's dealing with hormone and gut issues. Um, the recommended intake for most healthy adults is 25 grams. However, if you're someone who is dealing with any type of gut or hormone issues, we want to try to aim for like 30 to 35 grams a day. So, um, High fiber foods are typically coming from your whole grains, vegetables, fruits, legumes, and these will typically help you to be less likely to be constipated. So this is also why I'm always saying to make sure you're eating carbs and to eat enough carbs because your fiber foods are actually from carbs. Like this is where we get our fiber from, from those complex carbs. So when you're not eating enough carbs, you're probably not going to be getting enough fiber in your diet as well. No matter how many <laughs> fruits and veggies you eat, we still want to make sure we're getting those complex carbs from your legumes, from your grains, um, because those are also high in fiber as well. And then making sure that we eliminate artificial sweeteners. I know, I know you're like, wait, but I love my Diet Coke. It's okay if, you know, we have it here and there, but if you're someone who is really struggling with some gut issues or hormone issues, um, studies have shown that sweeteners like aspartame stimulate the growth of harm harmful bacteria in your gut, which is a no-go, right? If we're trying to keep things nice and balanced, we don't want to feed the bad bacteria in our gut. So drinking those um, artificially sweetened beverages like, you know, diet sodas, um, your like sweet and low, or um, I don't know what the other like low sugar options are. I can't remember right now. <laughs> um, you know, like your um, sugar-free syrups like you get from Starbucks, like all of those types of things are really just not that great for you. Sugar-free like syrup that you put on your pancakes. Just opt for the like regular options. So like get 100% pure maple syrup, get honey. Um, you know, maybe just watch your sugar intake from like regular sugar, get like raw sugar. You can also do like stevia, monk fruit, um, you know, find ways to sweeten your things that are just more natural and just watch the amount of added sugar that you have instead of going for like the more um, artificial sweeteners. And then making sure that you're drinking enough water is super important as well, right? Because water um, basically helps the lining of the gut and can help keep things nice and balanced. It helps with your permeability um, and it also helps to absorb as many nutrients as possible in the gut, especially because a lot of our vitamins and minerals are water soluble. So we want to make sure we are getting enough water so that we can absorb those specific nutrients properly. Um, typically, I say you want to aim for half to one ounce of water per pound that you weigh. So let's say that you weigh 150 pounds, then you want to try to shoot for, I don't know what half of 150 pounds is right now. Let me pull out a calculator really fast. Um, you wanna to try to aim for 75 ounces to 150 ounces, right? So that's, that's a pretty good um, amount for someone who's like 150 to drink and that's just a you know example <laughs> and then the last one is to avoid excess alcohol and caffeine i know i know um for all you coffee drinkers or you um energy drinkers okay this is something we gotta watch right but excess alcohol and coffee or other caffeinated drinks can interfere with the functioning of your digestive system so these types of 
I guess not foods, but drinks. Um, <laughs> they're super high in acid, so they become like very acidic in our stomach. So when you have too much acid in your stomach, yes, even though your stomach already has acids in there, when you are like raising the pH in your um, GI tract, it can cause a lot of issues with, again, where we're going to have that imbalance of the good bacteria and bad bacteria. So just really trying to limit that as much as possible. Like if you're someone who drinks um, caffeinated beverages throughout the day, maybe try to stick to like one or two max. Um, or, you know, if you're someone who drinks alcohol on like a regular basis, maybe we try to um, only drink like one or two times a week and you know when you are drinking like instead of trying to go balls to the wall and drinking like five to ten drinks maybe we try to keep it like to three drinks max and you know everyone's body is different but again because these um types of foods or drinks can be very like high inflammatory and high acidic we just want to be cautious of these so that we can really um stay on top of our overall hormone and gut health okay um so again you know it's true and there's many studies that have shown this but the health of our gut can impact our overall hormone balance and improving our gut health can also help us with issues like bloating constipation period issues and if you want healthier hormones then we need to work on our gut health as well okay Okay, so keeping your gut healthy through nutrition and through lifestyle changes will ensure that your hormones are nice and happy and healthy too. So that is all I have for you guys today. Um, I hope you found these tips helpful and I hope you learned a little bit more about, you know, how your hormones and your gut health are connected and how to take care of both of them for optimal hormone and gut health. Um, and as a thank you for listening today, um, I'm going to give the podcast listeners free access to my gut and hormone health recipe pack. It's filled with over 40 recipes that are gut and hormone loving so that you can easily um, also scan them into my fitness pal, which makes it super easy for you to track them. They're also very um, like easy to make as well. Like if you're a beginner in the kitchen and you don't really like to cook, like I promise you these are very easy to follow. Um, and they're all so delicious. Let me tell you, my, <laughs> my clients have loved the salmon recipe that's in there. And there is also um, another recipe for some high protein blueberry ice cream in there. It's delicious. Okay. Um, so send me a DM saying recipe pack over on Instagram and I will send you over your free copy. And if you would like more information or support for optimizing your gut and your hormone health, send me a DM on Instagram and I'm always happy to help. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Glow Girl Podcast. If you love the episode, please share the podcast with your besties and tag me on socials. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any further episodes. And if you have any questions regarding today's episode, please feel free to direct message me on Instagram. I'd be happy to help. Thanks for listening. See you next time.